Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. It's your host, Mark Allen. And today I have Whitney Miller from Sunridge Management. Whitney, how's it going? Going great. It's a beautiful day and, you know, everything's going. We never stopped. So it's business as usual for us. That's great. Are you back in the office? We are. We got back. Uh, this is our second week back. Um, you wouldn't really know it because there's maybe 40 cars in the parking garage total. It's, it's actually <laughs> kind of creepy walking in and out. And um, I'm not going to lie, pandemic traffic is the best. I hope it just goes right over into holiday traffic. So. I hope so, too. And I don't know if there was an accident on I-635 yesterday or uh, actually it was last week now, but uh, I was like, holy cow, traffic is back to normal, but must have been an accident. So good to yeah. hear oh. you're not seeing as much. No, not as much. Going home, I'm like, where did you come from? We didn't drive to work together, guys. So. <laughs> That's great. Well, let's get started. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, talk a little bit about your own background and experience, and then go ahead and introduce Sunridge Management. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, my name is Whitney. Um, I am the marketing director for Sunridge Management. I've been with Sunridge for about five years now, uh, but I actually, um, you know, most like everyone here in our office, we all started from the ground up. So I started as a leasing agent when I was 19 and kind of worked my way up, um, managed I think I've managed about four or five communities here around DFW. Uh, I actually took a break from uh, on-site and went over to the vendor side uh, for a little bit. Did that for about a year, year and a half. And then I ran my own consulting and marketing company uh, for a little bit before I came into the corporate atmosphere. So I've kind of dabbled any which way you can in the multifamily industry. So it's, it's been exciting to see, um, you know, this industry from so many different um, faucets of life and, and going forward, um, you know, just continuing, especially with Sunridge. Um, Sunridge has been around for just over 30 years. We're on our going on our 31st year right now. Um, the owner of this company, Ron Aiken, he started it um, and uh, has just grown year over year exponentially. I, when I started with the company about five years ago, we had uh, around 80 properties. Now we're up to 150 properties under our belt and we're coast to coast. Um, so it's, you know, there's never a shortage of things to do. Um, I love Sunridge. We're a, a true third party fee manager, uh, which I think is probably one of the best things that you can do. Um, you know, if, if you're not completely tied to somebody is, is find somebody that you're not going to compete with them um, in the buildings that they own and manage versus the buildings that you own and manage. Um, so it's, you know, we definitely have our, our clients in mind and we're very hands-on. Um, there's not a lot of red tape. We don't have to run things up the chain. It's, you know, run a couple of steps away. And if something needs to be done, something's done. So um, we are a full service management company. So we can do everything from due diligence. Um, all the accounting is done in-house. We have an in-house IT company. Um, all of our marketing, social media, reputation management, uh, my team handles that. Um, and then we typically we focus on conventional communities, but we do have, um, you know, some tax credit and affordable as well as a couple of student properties that we um, that we manage. So lots of growth. Uh, I mean, 
you'd never know it was a pandemic. Uh, I had a HUD call this morning. So, yeah. That's great. And I don't know if you mentioned or if I missed it, but what states do you operate in? Um, so, you know, our bulk is in Texas, but we're, you know, from North Carolina, South Carolina and Tennessee, um, all the way to California, Nevada, uh, New Mexico, Colorado, Oklahoma, Louisiana. I'm sure I've missed something. Mississippi. Uh, we're all the, the Sunbelt states. So, yeah, um, and then all, <laughs> yeah, all of our clients, they, you know, they like to look at tertiary markets as well as the big markets. So, you know, right. we're not in just you know, major Metroplex areas. We're definitely in some places where you're, you know, asking for directions at a gas station because Google Maps hasn't yet been updated. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. So how many units under management? Uh, we are, we're just about 24,000. Um, and then, you know, we've got probably another, I'd say, eight properties that are in the planned construction coming on board. I've got some new new communities that we're, you know, launching all of our marketing efforts on coming up over the summertime. Um, and then, you know, everything in, in concept, we like to be with involved with our clients, you know, as, as soon as we can, um, because we don't own or develop um, anytime that we feel like we can help out um, on the development side. You know, we like to be involved and say, you know, that really doesn't traditionally work, or you might go this route, or, you know, this is what you know, this, this works for the communities now, and this is what the residents like and don't like. So, um, you know, we, we definitely, we get involved very early, um, as early as groundbreaking uh, for new construction. Okay, that's great. So uh, let's get into this. We are, you know, I think almost two and a half months into COVID-19 um, operating environment. And Maybe I don't know if there are any changes from, let's say, you know, mid-March when there was much more uncertainty and there was a lot of guidance being put out from different organizations. But, um, you know, maybe you talk a little bit high level um, from the start. And has there been any changes, you know, now that we're uh, two to, to almost three months into this? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, when it when it very first, you know, kind of started hitting, um, I think there was you know, across every industry, just a lot of fear and panic. Um, and so there's a lot of um, management of not only our residents uh, being, you know, not scared to be home or on, you know, on property or, or walking around, but our, our employees as well. Um, it was such, a, it, it's still such a, you know, a balancing act. Um, a lot of the main changes, you know, you had you had to decide, are you keeping your office doors open? Are you locking the doors? Are, you know, is the staff there? Are you going completely virtual? Um, you know, how are we still going to run these businesses? And then, you know, we had to figure out, um, you know, under current current guidelines, are, are we deemed essential? Um, and so when finally, as more information came out, you know, it's, yeah, we're, we're, we're providing housing, you know, we're not um, non-essential. So, uh, for our offices, our offices stayed open. Um, we did have, um, you know, nice signage on the door where it's, Hey guys, how are you? Call this number. Let's kind of talk through some of the, the health questions and, you know, we're, we're social distancing. So we'll, we'll come unlock the door and let you in that way we can, you know, help you and, and, um, as much as we can. Uh, but then you still have, you know, you've got your residents on site as well and, you know, everybody locked down. So you have so many more residents at home than um, typically ever have been at one time before. So 
you know, we would have a lot of residents coming into the offices and we're, you know, we're trying to, um, we, we had to reduce the foot traffic to the office as much as possible, um, you know, to keep every, keep everyone as safe as they could uh, with the, the information given and guidelines and best protocols and all of that. Um, so we definitely, we definitely had to switch over and just um, really focus on communication. Uh, we had to ensure that our offices were in constant communication with the residents, you know, updates on hours or um, reduced amenity usage, um, everything like that was just, we had to over communicate what was going on um, in order to keep our residents not necessarily happy, but definitely in the loop and, and kind of knowing what the expectations were operationally as, as we moved forward through, you know, COVID. And then with our prospects coming to the door, um, you know, we didn't, it was weird. We, we really didn't skip a beat on the leasing side of things, um, you know, and I think more people had more time. So we had prospects that were, hey, we're, we're not moving, but we'd love to see the apartments or, hey, we're moving in December, you know, end of the year, but we'd love to see the apartments. And, you know, the site teams are like, well, um, can we do a, can we do a virtual tour? <laughs> Is there something else that we can can we do um, just to reduce that foot traffic? So um, some of our teams had reduced staff. We kind of went into not necessarily A-day, B-day type schedule, um, but for our bigger communities where we had to kind of ensure that the teams were spaced out a bit better. Um, maintenance was a, was a big one for us, trying to figure out how to um, handle, you know, our maintenance teams and keep our maintenance, maintenance teams safe, but also keeping our assets um, top notch and making sure that, you know, there's not trash everywhere. We're, you know, you don't want the people who are there all the time living at a place to kind of think that anything's going downhill because that that's not what we're about for sure. Um, we definitely had to come up with a ton of protocol on, you know, how are we going to handle maintenance requests? How are we going to handle the amenities? Um, you know, are they, are they open? Are they closed? Um, you know, what's, what's going to be moving forward. And I think a lot of it, I, you know, the first few weeks of, of COVID, I'd probably been on more webinars and discussions and roundtables, you know, getting as much information as we possibly could uh, than I have been in the last five years. So I'm definitely webinared out for a long time. You and me both. <laughs> so, so what about at the, you know, that's more so at the property level. What about at the corporate level? And maybe, you know, obviously not changes like, hey, we're, we're you know, we're working virtual environment or from home. Um, but more so, has there been any new technologies or services that have been adapted by Sunridge that have maybe been distributed down to the property level? Um, I don't know if I yeah, have. Yeah, we... No, you're, that's, we, we definitely had to pivot and we launched, um, we launched one dashboard that assisted with um, some of like the social and virtual touring and then um, uh, kind of helped more on the prospect side of things, making sure that leasing didn't stop, you know, um, but, you know, launching how to do, how to do virtual tours and, um, you know, the, the self-guided pre-recorded tours and, you know, um, any kind of thing like that. Most site people, they don't, you know, they don't want to use their own cell phone. They don't want to share their own phone number. Um, so kind of coming out with ways for them to keep their, their person, uh, personal interests and identity safe, but also, you know, making sure that their property is still, you know, set up to succeed. We were very lucky. Um, I was already 
um, dabbling with one of the dashboards and had launched it, but hadn't um, pushed it out to the site team level. So it was a very easy um, switch to give them a lot more access. And that I think that really helped keep them afloat and it gave them something exciting um, to use and to learn. Um, I have a really awesome assistant. So her and I both were, I mean, it was a lot of working through some technical stuff. Um, you know, you never realize how this phone works and this, that one doesn't with this dashboard and just the amount, everything, there's an app for everything. And, uh, so definitely from the corporate level, we, we had to change a bit. And then I think a lot of it, Sunridge's were very much, uh, this industry were, were social butterflies. And when everybody's kind of, off on their own, just, you know, trying to make sure the meetings take place and, you know, those, those pertinent phone calls. And uh, we probably talked to every client almost daily, if, if, if I had to guess, for the first few weeks and just, you know, kind of transitioning over into that Zoom virtual meeting space, you know, instead of walking down the hall and seeing so-and-so or opening up the conference room and, and having a meeting there. Uh, but other than that, I don't think so much changed uh, using with technology outside of more of the leasing side okay. um, yeah, that's, in that. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. And does that expense then go to the property owner or the property? For, uh, for well, one expense. Technology? Yep. So the, one of the dashboards that we use is, is a, as a monthly property expense, a very small expense. Um, it was something that was already being paid for. We just kind of are utilizing it in, in a more well-rounded way which was always the goal, um, you know, we basically gave the site teams access to social and, and, and Google My Business and, and being able to push out localized content without it being done through the corporate office. Um, typically, we're a little bit of a control freak here at Sunridge because we want to ensure that the tone and the message that comes out of our communities is um, how we want it to sound, but also you know, our, our site teams, we ask a lot of them in, in terms of keeping us updated with, you know, the different forms and, and, you know, their delinquencies. And I want them in front of the, in front of the prospects. I don't want them wasting time behind a computer if that's going to cost a lease. So um, it, it was just kind of rearranging how we had done something already and kind of sharing the, sharing the load for the moment. But we, I've had, I've had such great feedback Um and we actually, so when, when everything kind of started lifting up a bit more and people became a little bit more comfortable, we were still having prospects coming to the, the leasing offices and, you know, we never closed our doors. We locked them, but we still had tours. We didn't go straight virtual at all. Um, we launched self-guided tours real quick, um, signage, A-frames, all of that. They were placed at all the properties. And um, I mean, we had so many self-guided tours from the day we started them. And I really think that that kind of catapulted our, you know, our leasing numbers. We saw an uptick, uh, which was very surprising. Um, and, you know, definitely thankful for that. Um, you know, this is the, the busy leasing season and we didn't want to miss out. And um, especially, you know, we're so concerned with collecting those rents and ensuring our delinquencies stay low, but during a pandemic and there's so much job loss and so many people are affected you know, you're bound to have at communities, people unable to pay and people moving out and deciding to move back home and, you know, kind of. Competing. So 
we've we've been able to keep up and exceed on the leasing side some of the move outside, uh, and that's been just a, a very silver lining of everything. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's kind of what I was I was getting at too. Is if you know, there's a lot of companies that really push marketing budgets um, in, in tough times, and I didn't know if you know for at the property level if if you were implementing services or technologies to help really market the property and drive leasing traffic, which it seems like that's the case. So um, yeah, along we, with it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, as far as like the dollars, I, there was one webinar I was on there, you know, it was like, are you down? Are you spending more? And I was like, well, I've, I've probably upped our AdWords budget and a few markets that are hit the hardest. But outside of that, I really didn't sign anything advertising contract wise or dashboard wise. Uh, that I wouldn't have already signed, like that I wouldn't have signed anyways um, going into the leasing season. So I didn't, I don't actually see, you know, an, an increased cost in, you know, getting the exposure for the season. Yeah. So you, you do track some of those marketing or leasing, call it key performance indicators? I do. Um, a lot of it, you know, with marketing years ago, you could really drill down and kind of figure out where someone saw, you know, your community. Nobody, you know, nobody just types in a property website and they're like, Oh, yep, that's where I'm going to live. Um, they, you know, people these days, they're, they, they're on Google. They're looking through the Google, my, my business reviews. They're looking at Yelp reviews, even though I absolutely, I can't stand Yelp. Um, they're looking at the social, then they're looking at different ad sites as well um, because they want to get a very full picture. They want to see, you know, the ownership side, what we put out, professional photos, you know, all of that information, you know, the, the professional content, but then they want to see some of the, you know, kind of like a cell phone video, you know, I, I always steered away from doing a lot of, um, you know, high dollar uh, video media, um, because most people would rather watch, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm the leasing agent here, let me take you out. Uh, it's been that way for years, because it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a very true and clear picture of what you're getting. Um, so we focus on making sure that that true, clear picture is picture perfect. Yeah. If a property was, let's call it, you know, market occupancy was 95% and you have a property maybe that you're taking over that's in the, the, the 80 to 85% range, what kind of questions would you ask um, to get a better understanding of maybe some of the, the marketing or advertising uh, leasing activities um, to to you know ensure that you can get to that ninety five percent or greater. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we focus on mainly we focus on the five P's. If if there's an issue with a property, it is going to come down to the people, the people working it. One bad apple can definitely ruin the bunch. Um, but do we have the right people in place? Um, people are trainable, you know, they're eager. They, they want to, they want to not necessarily please, but they want to perform. They want their property to be, you know, at tip top shape. Um, we look at the price. I, I definitely, I dig into a lot of market data, uh, regularly. Um, so, you know, are we, you know, for our unit size, our amenity package, you know, what are we offering versus our, our comps? Are, are these our true comps? What were you looking at before? So, you know, sometimes I've seen it where they, you know, existing properties, you know, they thought their comp set was something, even though that 
comparing not apples to apples. And once we, you know, make some, some changes and look at different, um, you know, comp properties, it was like, oh, okay, so that's where we're really losing our people to. So we need to do this. Um, big thing too, product. Um, we, we ensure that our, our units get made ready. We, we hate sitting on a, on an apartment that, you know, if it's not ready, if you don't have ready product, how are you going to lease it? You can't show it. You can't get rid of it. Um, the owner of the company likes to joke, you know, when an airplane takes off, if that seat is empty, you will not get your money back. It doesn't matter if you have, uh, you know, yield star. It doesn't matter if you have some kind of revenue management software um, working it. You're not going to get those dollars back for that day that it's vacant. So we definitely push our, our turns. We want things to be ready. We set up many models. We'll set up models if we have to. Um, you know, is the is there a promotion? Um, the last couple of years, especially in DFW, we've seen a rise of um, concessions in, in lots of different markets because of the amount of development. And so you definitely have to stay, stay relevant and, and up on your competitors and not necessarily give the farm away, but find the mix for, for your group of people, your targeted demographic, what speaks to them, what's gonna make them choose you over another community. Um, and then, you know, pride. Do we are we taking pride in our product, our people, everything? Are we all supported? Are we a team? Um, you can definitely tell. A prospect can tell. You know, when they're coming in, and that those things are going to be what gets you from 85 to 95. Um, if you have any anything lacking in those areas, you won't make it. That's great. Thanks so much. What about uh, for right now in this environment with COVID 19? Um, you know, cash is king, and a lot of um, of uh, investors or owners are stopping distributions to themselves or their investors. And, um, you know, you got to make decisions on uh, what are emergency repairs and what are non-emergency repairs. But what also, I mean, I I don't know if you happen to know this, but are there any, is there any guidance or maybe this is more owner driven uh, on, you know, units that aren't made ready? Are they spending money to make those units ready right now in this environment? Yeah, I mean, like like I said, we we really haven't missed a beat. Um, so unless there was something going on at a community that you know, on the back end with the money that there was no money to make that unit ready, uh, which I, I actually can't think of any that we would have right now. Um, we're making those units ready. We're spending that money. Uh, we're getting those leases and we're moving people in. Um, you know, spend money to make money. So get them ready. Move them in. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, so talking about rent collections, and this is going to vary, rent collections are going to go into vary by market, um, by even micro location, the quality of the property, so on and so forth, quality of the, you know, the residents. Um, so each property is unique, but what are you finding across the board right now? Uh, and let's specifically speak to, to Texas. Because I think, and if you can, I don't know if you can speak specifically to Dallas, Fort Worth, but I'm, I, I guess what I want to get to is my having a lot of conversations with investors. It's all about um, how long is the stimulus or the unemployment benefits going to last? And it seems like last cycle uh, or during the Great Recession, the Obama administration was very willing to you know, continue extending the unemployment benefits for over two years. Um, and I feel like at least right now with this, you know, massive, uh, number of unemployment, um, that could continue to help with rent collection. So I don't know if there's any kind of, um, for those that are still paying their rent, 
if you're able to track any unemployment data, I, I feel like that would be very difficult. But um, do you have any pulse on that? Yeah. Um, so basically kind of looking at Texas overall, um, you know, we were we were very focused on on collections. We we upped our uh, reporting and we do daily delinquency numbers to kind of get a pulse, you know, every day, what's, what's new. And we do it every day of the month where normally we're not paying that much attention because we've, we've collected everything by the, you know, at least the 15th or at, at most the 15th. Um, but, you know, in April we, we had, uh, around a 95% collection. Um, so we were very pleasantly surprised, um, but very prepared for the worst. Um, and May is, is going the same way. We're kind of trending the same where we've collected the bulk of it and we're, we're expecting to collect about 95%. Um, I know in, as, as far as looking at the unemployment claims, um, you know, Collin County has had the lowest number of unemployment claims um, for I think the, the 10 largest counties in Texas, if I'm, I, I could be mistaken. Um, and I think that it definitely speaks to the strength of the DFW market. You know, we definitely have people affected by COVID. We definitely have people furloughed and, you know, very much so trying to figure out where that, that next paycheck is going to come from. Um, but I, I want to say that overall, a lot of people have either really planned well um, or they found other avenues to, to, you know, be able to pay their rent and to, to make sure that they're covered um, that's not to say that June is not going to be completely different or July. We're very much so we realize that, you know, this is a long game. Um, you know, April was, we were good. May, we, we're kind of, we're good so far. Um, June could be something different. You know, at what point does that stimulus money run out? At what point does those unemployment benefits run out? Um, and then hearing, you know, possible second furloughs, second round of furloughs from, you know, hospitality industry, if there's not a demand for it, you know, y'all come, they come back because the PPP money um, was funded. But, you know, maybe if there's not demand, you're going to get furloughed again. Um, I know I've heard in some industries where, you know, people were making more with their unemployment, so they didn't want to go back to work. And now it's kind of, uh, I, I want to say they are subject to lose the unemployment benefit if they don't go back when they've been recalled. Um so I, I think June might be a little touch and go, um, but so far for May, we're doing good. Um, I think definitely if you don't go in knowing that you, you know, communication is king. Cash is king, but communication during times like these is king. And we are definitely, you know, our site teams have doubled down on making sure they stay in constant communication with our residents who have been affected and working out you know, the payment plans and, and just reassuring them, hey, we're here, we're, we're working with you because there's nothing else that we can do. Most of our communities are affected by the CARES Act. So, you know, we're, you know, our hands are tied at least through almost the end of July. Um, so what, what we're going to do is collect the rent as best we can. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping to see DFW, you know, just a lower amount of unemployment claims and then, you know, people being able to get back on their feet. I think uh, especially with everything opening, uh, more people are feeling you know, more comfortable going out. You, you definitely see people driving to the places where the restaurants are open. Um, but then on the other side, you see restaurants that are still choosing not to open and places that are still choosing not to open because, I mean, the level of care that you have to put into making sure you get that best practice and protocol to reopen um, mm -hmm. is, it takes a lot of work and effort. Yeah. 
Is Sunridge able to help any of, I mean, through their communities, able to help any of the tenants looking for employment? I know there's a lot of resources out there. Yeah, we actually, um, we put together, you know, because we're in multiple states, we put together state resource guides for um, each one of the states that we're in, and we distributed those to our site teams, as well as um, posted onto our social pages um, and sent out to our residents. Um, these are the these are the best ways that we've found to you know start those claims. Um, if you if you don't have food, here's who you know here's where you go. If if you're looking for a job, these are the ones that we're hire you know that that are hiring. Um, you know, putting together as much information as we can. Um, we have a lot of school district driven markets, um, so lots of properties with you know kids. So definitely putting out as much support as we can. Um, I think it's been. It's been actually really, and I hate to say it, but it's been exciting um, having to, on the marketing side of things, change gears to still provide, you know, resident events and outreach efforts. Um, and I think that so many of our communities have just literally done it so beautifully. We've had food trucks on site. We've had, um, you know, where the staff have put together sack lunches for their residents who, you know, when the schools... It took a little bit for the schools to figure out how they were going to, you know, distribute lunches to the school-age kids who get them. And, um, you know, our staffs were eager, and, and they came up with all of these amazing ideas to, to help their communities. And so it's been very um, just kind of heartwarming, I guess, to see how um, everybody has pivoted to help. Um, you, you really you really learn how much your staff cares and how, you know, that's like an extended family for them. Yeah. Well, um, I, I would say that I've asked you a lot of different questions, and I, I want to say that you did a just excellent job answering those. Seems like you have a very, I know you lead marketing, but seems like you have a very wide breadth of knowledge. Um, so thanks so much for the information. What is the best way for listeners to reach out um, to learn more about Sunridge Management or yourself? Oh. Well, I appreciate the I appreciate that. I, I definitely like to stay on top of everything because everything is going to affect you know the health of our communities and being able to market them. Um, if they'd like to reach out to Sunridge, they can just give us a call nine seven two two four three seven six four eight. Send us an email. Find us online. Uh, we're located. Um, our, our corporate headquarters is located in Dallas, so we're a local company as well. Um, so we're right around the corner. Um, yeah, just give us a call. All right, Whitney, thanks so much for your time. Again, appreciate all the information that you shared. And um, I look forward to connecting soon. Definitely look forward to it too. I appreciate your time.